Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, digging that theme song. We got like, some good feedback on that. Uh, we keep getting good feedback on that song. Um, so, yeah. That song left of the Walking rail. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fucking great. So, I, uh, I, I posted another fake near Tannen tweet last night that, remember back when... Um, I, I came, I posted a, a fake Nira tweet where she uh, praises Hitler for fighting communism. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it got so much uh, attention that, like, people, people wrote articles, like fact checker articles about it. <laughs> right. We, we didn't, like, Snopes or factchecker.org, one, one of the like, yeah. actual big sites, yeah. like, write a thing. <laughs> and, um, you're so definitely that, like, on the list right now. I was just scrolling through archival shit uh, that I have saved, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that. <laughs> and I, haven't made a, I haven't made a fake near tweet in a while, so I was going through tweets. And insanely Nira's pinned tweet right now is her tweet, like, celebrating herself for being nominated to run the House, <laughs> the White House. Like, uh, uh, the job that she fucking got shot down for and didn't, like, all, the only one of Biden's people that didn't get. The only, literally the only appointment, I think, that didn't get yeah. confirmed, even though, yeah, like, it, you know, it was so, very so easy to sink as nominees. I'm sure that's there as, like, a badge of, of victimhood on her part, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, woman of color was denied, the, you know, whatever. Uh, fucking terrible human being. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But I, was, I had to scroll down a ways to find an actual tweet by her. Like, she's still laying low, you know, kind of waiting in the, in, the, in the Rahm Emanuel wings to try to get another job somewhere, right? right. So she's, she's got to, like, you know, be well-behaved and everything. And she had a... Oh, God. I got to pull it up here. Fuck. I'm not as prepared as I thought no, I was. While you're looking for that, though, yeah. <laughs> she... Um, and we're going to... After, after we <laughs> you tell us this story about the tweet, we're going to play a little audio of her because... Uh, oh, I got it here. Okay. Earth. So... Okay, good, good. The original tweet, I'll read the original tweet after this, but so the tweet, I, I only had to change one word to make it horrifying, um, but the original is horrifying too, so I, her, her tweet that I, I made uh, says, investing in child labor is an employment and growth strategy. Other countries understand that, and it's very clear today. <laughs> and everyone on our Twitter page was like, Fit. well, I mean, most people understood it was a joke, right, because right. they're not idiots. Um but but some people were like fake fake, and then one person was like accusing us of being uh, 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 
God, what was the word they used? Uh, sectarian Russian? cults of fake oh. information. Oh, wow. A, a sectarian cult of misinformation. That's and a new one. I, you know, and then, so I commented, I was like, you clearly haven't listened to their podcast before. He's like, I wouldn't waste my time. They were making up fake Marx quotes the other day uh, in order to divide the left and, and Oh, bash is it that on- same asshole that fucking commented yeah. on the- and I was like, wait oh. a minute, are you the asshole that was defending <laughs> Southern slave owners? Because I posted this thing, because I was, when I was doing research last week on, on Karl Marx and what he'd written about uh, the American Civil War, uh, he, on occasion, would refer to uh, white Southerners, you know, slave owners, and then also the non-slave owners who would fight for the rights of slave owners as poor white trash. Right, because right. you know, and people thought that was fake, and it's like, no, the t- term "white trash" actually actually existed prior to the Civil War, and Marx would, would use that term, right, right, and people were like, oh, you're trying to divide left, like, uh, uh, apparently, so was Karl Marx 170 years ago. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you're that same asshole who's defending fucking slave owners and the people who would fight and die for the slave owners. It's also such um, a great term, poor white trash. That's what uh, Andy Kaufman, when he was doing his whole like, uh, like, like, like wrestling like angle thing with Jerry Lawler, he would just constantly call him poor white trash, and that would, that would be like the trigger word to all the the dumb uh, you know Southerners from Memphis who were in the crowd who would like right. lose their fucking mind because it's like, well, how dare you call us poor white trash? We're, it's, yeah. it's so just like whatever. Dude. But the original tweet near had was investing in child care is an employment and growth strategy, which is also still vaguely horrifying to think about. Investing in child care, mm-hmm. not, not to care for children, but simply to grow the economy that's, that's and, and grow capital. That's literally how she sees everything, though. That she's just a, a fucking scumbag who, who just has... I mean, it's same thing. You know, you look back at her fucking... Her emails from the WikiLeaks about, um, about Libya, where she was basically like, just, you know, like, they have oil... We have a deficit. Uh, unless people want us to start it's a match made fu- in heaven, baby. Right. Unless people want us to start cutting funding from entitlements, was I think how she phrased it, using the right wing uh, framing, of course. Uh, it, it, like she literally just it, everything is transactional to her, and and you know <laughs> nothing makes that more evident than the way she that she fucking fawns over a, a, a fucking monster war criminal like Benjamin Netanyahu, who you know. Uh, we've we've talked about a lot in the last uh, three four weeks since this whole um, bombardment of, of of Gaza of Gaza and the occupied territories has been going on. We've talked a lot about him, but um, you know it, it, it's funny. It's their littlest massacre to date. So I gotta right hope the tide's turning. You know, only uh, uh, about three hundred dead instead of three thousand. Right, like they the only, last they've, time, they've only so. killed about eighty to one hundred children this time. So you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and only, only about a up. dozen or so uh, heads bitten uh, off babies by Netanyahu himself personally. <laughs> right. So he's trying to cut back. He's trying oh, to cut back. God. So yeah, he uh, right. He's he's watching his figure. Uh, so there is a uh, video here that uh, someone dug up. I guess from twenty fifteen when Nir was uh, hosting Netanyahu at Cap. Uh, no doubt, trying to raise funds. Wait, from what all does the, CAP stand for again? The Center for American Progress, which is you know just which you know normally has far right extremists like Netanyahu come and you know talk about eating babies. Right, right, right. No, of course, you know that's 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 really the when you think of progress and, prog- and progressivism in the in the United States, you think of 
right wing maniacs like Benjamin Netanyahu. Apartheid. So, right, right. Yeah, apartheid. Progr- right. I mean, progressive apartheid. We're not. Right. This isn't your father's South Africa <laughs> apartheid. This is this is apartheid with a fucking gay pride rally. Right. There. Right. All right. Right. So this is uh, an uh, j- and, and it, there's nothing substantive about what any of them are saying, but just just take note of the just the the behavior that Nira exudes during the like this little cut up like section of cl- yeah. of audio so clips. This, from this, this is a montage. It's not deceptively edited right, or anything. Right, right. This is just like cutting like just how the, just the fawning jovial uh, Nira Tandon is to be sitting on stage hosting uh, a mass murderer. Right, right, right. So here's the audio from that. Mr. Prime Minister, Mrs. Netanyahu, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I hope you'll ask me questions on all of these things and anything else that you want. I just wanted to get yes, me, yes, I wanted to course. get my commercial in so you understand how great an investment Israel is. Uh, remember the joke? How do you make a big fortune, a small fortune in Israel? Start with a big fortune? No. No. Apparently they have not heard this. No, before. it's, the people who do that are de-confliction. Washington produces amazing things. We don't care. Just don't care. It's not. Fair game. Uh, okay. Conversation fertilizes thought. Okay. That was our theory here. Conversation. <laughs> but I have something to declare. I have a sore throat. Okay. Invite me again. Okay. Oh Jesus. Um, how, how much does her fake laugh remind you uh, of, like Julia Louise Dreyfus's fake laugh? <laughs> It's, it's so fa- like it's. I mean, it, he's got to know that that's a fake laugh. Like, there's no human alive that laughs genuinely at something. Right. Like, like, there was one one genuine laugh in there because he made some joke that the crowd actually laughed at, unlike all the other things that she laughed at. And and it's a much different laugh that she gives. The rest of it's just the, the phoniest right. fucking. You know, I mean, she, it, it literally sounds exactly like like her mentor's laugh, Hillary Clinton's laugh, and I almost wonder. If oh, she purposely she's fucking, for hours. it got to have been, had to have been just, you know, oh, maybe she'll like me. Maybe she'll, maybe she'll give me the, maybe she'll give me the acknowledgement I desperately seek from her at all times. If I, if I laugh just like her. It's, um, yeah, it, it's <laughs> when you try to emulate your, your idols, right. Right. In order to attain their level of success, you sit down with videos and audio and spend hundreds of hours trying to copy them. It's Pete Buttigieg trying to copy Barack Obama, uh, you know, sitting there in the <laughs> oh, mirror, yeah. tr- you know, just, just absolute complete fakery. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it too, or I have done it too, because I, I wanted to read the part of this comic book uh, about communism. <laughs> um, and, and in prep for it, I, I was just watching this Kids in the Hall video with uh, uh, Dave Foley from way back in like 1990, like 30 years ago, like 1992, 1991, mm-hmm. uh, d- just doing like a great parody of like all the, you know, Cold War propaganda, Bible thumping bullshit. Um, because we, we had a, a great tweet yesterday from uh, the CIA, their, their blue check Twitter account, posted a, a picture of a, uh, an unminted coin design to commemorate the Bay of Pigs, the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. <laughs> 
it, it, depicting a, it, what they refer to as a rebel invader uh, stepping over the body of a Castro soldier. I'm pretty sure that like you're, they're just admitting that they're the bad guy, <laughs> right? Like they're just admitting, yeah, we're, we're we wanted to invade their country and take over their country, and they're and so people were uh, somebody posted a <clears throat> panel from a comic book. And uh, it's, it's a guy hopping off a train, meeting another guy, a handler. And he's like, welcome to Chicago. Are you ready to start spreading communism? And he's like, yes, comrade. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Somebody asked, like, what is this from? So somebody posted a link to the PDF. I, I, I assume an, an if entire... anyone ever goes to Chicago, that's how you'll greet them as they get off the train. Oh, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if, if they're wearing a you know COVID mask. and uh, Right, right. Appropriately. I mean, not now, because we kind of got up past that. But uh, so someone posted a link to the entire pdf of this amazing comic book uh some kind of publisher um <clears throat> apparently i looked this up and it was originally published by the ohio catholic guild so you're gonna love this <laughs> and the foreword uh of the comic book series was written by j Edgar edgar hoover himself oh wow yeah noted comic author right right well he i mean he didn't write the whole thing he just right, wrote right. The, the foreword but this is i'm gonna read just a little bit from his foreword here because it's just it's like you know, this is the head of the FBI, a law enforcement agency, saying we're going to use our law enforcement capabilities to attack people for political organizing that's protected by the Constitution. So he says here, communism represents the most serious threat facing our way of life. The responsibility of protecting and preserving the freedoms we cherish will soon belong to the members of your generation. The most effective way for you to fight against communism is to learn all you can about it. Do this by pursuing the appropriate courses of study at your school and by reading books and other materials on the subject. Thus equipped, you know, I know, let me say it. Thus equipped, I love that. You will know and understand the nature of communism. This knowledge is most essential, for it helps us recognize and detect the communists as they attempt to infiltrate the various segments of our society. Uh, yours in Christ, Jennifer Hoover. He didn't, he didn't say yours in Christ. Did he really I, sign I love, it that way? No, he didn't sign it that way. Oh, that's okay. just that's the way I would have signed it if right, I was Jennifer right. Hoover. Yours in Man. Christ, as it is in heaven, as it is in Chicago. <laughs> uh, so the comic book is hilarious. Like the first panel is a, like an entire page, uh, single illustration of um, communist seizing Petrograd, and like there's a picture of Stalin kind of looking at like people with all the guns and like. Or I'm sorry, not Stalin, Lenin. And Lenin's kind of like taken aback. Like he's like, oh my goodness, like what have I done? And like even like kind of being like, oh, this is this is terrible. Uh, but the next panel kind of is a little bit of narration here and it jumps into the story. Uh, so after, you know, it refers to 1917 and then the first panel here. And since that fateful day in 1917, communism has grown by leaps and bounds. Today, almost one-third of the world is communist territory, and communist leaders have their eyes on the United States, too. The following story tells you what a family's life would be like in a communist United States. And then it cuts to a panel here of a family watching television as a, a face comes on the TV and a mother is clutching her baby in fear. And the voice says, this is the voice of your communist government speaking. Today, communist forces have completed the occupation of your country. The United States no longer exists. It is now the Union of Soviet States of America. Long live the USSA. <laughs> and it cuts to the, the, the boy uh, turn off the TV and he says, What do we do now, Dad? And uh, 
Dad says, we should have done our thinking and praying before this happens, Billy. But it's never too late. Let's go to church and ask God's help. (laughs) Not not even ask for God's help, but just ask. Like, you just assume God's not busy and will help you. Like, what if what if he's got other shit to do? Like, no, 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 right. not, not and, and ask God for. wants to protect capitalism. That's, that's right. going to be his number one priority is to make so sure the, that the, the last panel here. Uh, but a surprise awaits him at the church door. And there's there's like a, like the church is boarded up and there's a note. And there's a guy reading it. It says the church property has been taken over by the government. They're going to make a communist museum out of it. And then the dad says, but what, but what about Father Ryan? Clearly, like the the, f- the fate of the priest is is at stake here. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and then uh, the next day, many questions are answered. It says here all the Catholic priests and sisters are being sent into a labor camp. Those who resist will be killed. <laughs> it's just, just like uh, they're doing the same thing with most of the Jews in the Protestant ministries <laughs> or ministers, not ministries. Right. Well, same fucking thing. Uh, and then the, the son says. Dad, they can't do this. Let's write a representative in Washington. But, Billy, we don't have a representative in government anymore. We have to do what the communists tell us to do. So, just, right. Like, it is 1961. This is, that's like... And, you know, this is why, when I talk to people like my in-laws who are, who are you know... Uh, probably we're we're young at that. I, I'm not good with math right now, but we're we're we're, of, we're coming of age during that time. There's still just so, just just like, not even like actively anti-communist, but it's just it's such a given, like baked in part of their their <laughs> psyches that they're just everyone's terrified and and you know uh, totally misunderstanding of anything regarding you know communism and socialism right. it's just it's so baked in like they really did a good job of of propagandizing the entire population of the united states and i mean you see how it's oh, played yeah. out over the last well, 50 somebody years. somebody replied why does the cia even have a twitter account i was like <laughs> right. because of this <laughs> right because of shit like this because they have to have a nonstop <clears throat> media presence and you know it's it's the same thing with hamas you know, we just, it's just a, oh well, well I foregone conclusion. Uh, so this this uh, MAGA asshole conservative right wingers were trying to make uh, um, or say that Black Lives Matter voice support for Hamas, right? Right. So I clicked on this. This is trending yesterday in Twitter's Twitter headline here. Twitter, which has to contextualize everything for us because I can't right. think for myself, says Black Lives Matter voiced support for Palestine. Palestinians. Sorry, because Palestine doesn't exist. We're not allowed to say Palestine Right, no, exists. no one will ever say Palestine. Bernie never said no, Palestine. No, it, it's Nobody an official editorial policy, and we're going to talk about that more later. But uh, Black Lives Matter voice support for Palestinians in a tweet, according to fact checkers. And then the, the paragraph here, you know, is supposed to present a neutral point of view. Uh, see if you can find where that fails here. Organizers for the Black Lives Matter movement expressed support for Palestinians in a May 17th tweet amid recent violence in the Middle East between Israeli forces and the Gazan militant group Hamas. Oh. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little, little bit different descriptor there. Yeah, weird. Um, it's a little, little strange, considering that, you know, one side killed, uh, again, ten times more than the other. Uh, the and, militant and if, group killed more, right? That's, that's, who would, <sighs> that's who I would assume, judging by the way that's framed. That's who killed more people, right? The Gaza militants, right? 
Well, clearly the militants uh, initiated the violence, um, right. despite being occupied. So uh, this, this just, uh, again, you, you never see anything, almost, you almost never see anything that's not 100% biased against the, you know, rebel alliance that's trying to fight back and blow up the Death Star, right? Right. Um, a little bit of a, a, a shift here, though has happened. Um, I saw this headline on Yahoo News. <clears throat> Israeli officials regret bombing Gaza AP Bureau as post-ceasefire cleanup begins. Oh. <laughs> Which is like, whoops, whoopsie. <laughs> Which is also funny because they really haven't... St- I mean, the ceasefire was a total fucking farce. They One of the only terms of the ceasefire was that they left the Al-Aqsa mo- uh, Mosque alone and they stormed it about two hours after they signed the ceasefire and started right. tear gassing and beating the shit out of people there again, which is what sparked the fucking first wave of, of you know, back this, and forth. This fucking, literally, the episode of Handmaid's Tale from last week was, hey, we need to agree to a ceasefire to get, uh, you know, to resupply uh, some shit. But <clears throat> right before the ceasefire, we're going to bomb every single target possible. Right. <laughs> that we wanted to bomb anyway. So then And that's just that normal done. policy, right? right? And it's like, literally, I mean, if, if you, I can't think of a government that's more like, Gilead in Handmaid's Tale than Israel, honestly. Um, So the text of this article is, Israeli officials have privately uh, expressed regret, and that's that words in quotations, uh, which makes it seem like they don't really, uh, for blowing up a tower in the Gaza Strip that contained the foreign media offices of the Associated Press uh, as Palestinians began cleaning up their enclave. Enclave? Like, makes it sound like it's a fucking pirate city. <laughs> right. what, the, what the fuck? Right. Uh, cleaning right. up the enclaves, rubble-strewn right. rubble streets. <clears throat> like, any way they can make it not a country, right. not right. a it, nation. It, it's, it's not a real place. It's, 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 like, it's like a place that they're, they're, they're just... Right, it's like fucking Tortuga. It's like a what place they're the, just occupying. What was the fucking magical world in Peter Pan <clears throat> that they all flew Neverland. off to? Neverland, right. It's Neverland. Yeah, never, never. It's, just, doesn't, it's not real. It's just in your head. You're a child. Uh, according to the New York Times, some Israeli military officials had argued against the airstrike and now consider it a mistake. Again, mistake in quotations. Uh, one official so also sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> what up, fellow kids? <laughs> I've made a mistake, air quotes. Uh, one official also felt that the damage caused by the strike to Israel's international reputation outweighed the benefits of destroying Hamas equipment. Yeah, your reputation was sterling. Before you fucking you know, bomb these so even the framing of that uh, outweigh the benefits of destroying Hamas equipment. Just, just totally evidence-free claim. No, you know what? The, what equipment? <laughs> right. Hamas equipment, aka journalistic, you know, tool, tools of journalism, or Hamas equipment. Tools. You know of, what? I, I guarantee it was like, uh, oh, well, the AP has the has the fucking Wi-Fi network, and we we have evidence that uh, Hamas had. Access their their wi- their free Wi Fi. He was downloading Jay Z songs using the AP Wi Fi. <laughs> we gotta we gotta put a stop. You to know this. that they fucking do shit. You know that that's the, all the justification they oh, would do. Of course, use. of course. Right. Which is why it was so. It was probably so flimsy. They didn't even show the U.S. because the U.S. who's been backing them 100 percent all of the way wouldn't even put their name to the claim that they were shown evidence about AP building housing Hamas. I mean, it, it's you know shows you how it, flimsy that evidence must have been or non-existent. It must have been again when when Anthony Blinken said that uh, he hasn't seen the evidence. It, it it reads as I don't need to see the evidence. I just trust whatever they tell oh, me. Oh yeah, no that that's the, also the same for sure. as 
same as the human uh, U.S. media. So here's where it shifts. Here's where there's a shift because uh, if you were to consume all the U.S. media, you would be uh, wise to believe that Hamas is a bunch of guys in turbans with rocket launchers sitting in the back, uh, the, you know, in the payload of a small Toyota pickup truck, just <laughs> right. driving around, firing fucking rockets everywhere, right? havoc. And, right. That's, they're a terrorist group, right? And right. if you're an Arab terrorist, you, nothing you love better than sitting in the back of a small Toyota with a rocket launcher, right? Right. Um, so here's where the article takes a little shift. Hamas denies that its assets were in the media tower and accused or has accused Israel of committing war crimes, again in quotes, by attacking civilian buildings, though Israel rejects this. Dr. Bassam Naim, the head of the Hamas Office of International Relations in Gaza. Oh, weird. What? <laughs> the, they, they have a what now? Right. Like, uh, I, they're not in a bunker, in a tunnel, like digging tiger pits for Israel. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to start over here. Dr. Basim Naim, the head of the Hamas and Office of International Relations in Gaza. He's a doctor? What is, that can't be a real... Oh, he's really a doctor. An actual medical... Okay. Uh, said that the scenes of Israeli police officers beating Palestinian worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque were what led to the militant group launching a rocket at Jerusalem. Wait. They, when, why didn't anyone else report that happening first? That doesn't sound like the narrative that we've all been used to. Another right. significant factor, he said, was the attempted eviction of Palestinians from East, the East Jerusalem neighborhood of uh, Sheikh Jarrah. Families facing eviction say Israel is trying to forcibly replace them with Jewish settlers. Quote, when it comes to the late, uh, when it comes to the last escalation, the story started when the Israelis, against international law, were forcefully evicting our people from their homes, insulting our peaceful worshippers, at the mosque compound in the holy month of Ramadan, he said. <laughs> like, how did, that, how did that get through the editors of Yahoo News? That they, they let a, a doctor who's the head of the Hamas Office of International Relations, you know, matter-of-factly state right. what started this conflict. What actually happened. Right. Well, and, and you know, but then in East Jerusalem, I'm sure that, that, that those settlers are just taking back land that was stolen from them. You know, like that... That fat Jewish bearded Trump supporter from Brooklyn, who is was famously seen on video. I, I don't know if you saw this. This guy's been like popping up a lot more because people have found this, his. This is the guy that had Trump tattooed on his forehead and uh, and across his his gut too. Like he had it like like Ooh. like almost like a rocker, like a you know like a rocker on like a vest, like <laughs> Trump twenty twenty tattooed on his gut. And that's the guy in the video, who, clearly with a Brooklyn accent, who. You know, that people were like, hey, you, you stole our fucking house. And he's like, well, if, if, if it wasn't going to be your house, it would, it, 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 even if I didn't live here, someone else would, it, it wouldn't be going back to you. And yeah, that, that guy is from fucking Brooklyn and he's, he's a rabid right wing uh, racist Trump supporter uh, and, and, is, and is currently, he currently just stole someone's fucking house and, you know, is living there now free. Um, so, th that, th but that's really the face of, of the occupation and, you know, they want to make it seem like that's not the case, but we see time and time again, that, that is the face of the people who are stealing, uh, the fucking houses from these people who have lived there all of their lives for hundreds and hundreds of years, the Palestinians, because it's their fucking country. Right. Like it's just, so j just the fact that uh, the, 
you know, the, the Yahoo News, which aggregates a lot of their content. So I don't know if it was someone from Yahoo who right. originally wrote this or it came from somewhere else. <clears throat> but the fact that like that wasn't edited out, you know, like like how often do you ever hear anybody from Hamas actually get quoted? No, no. Let, let alone a, a doctor who's the head of their Office of International Relations. Like that's completely off script from what we're used to hearing about this. Well, we're, it's, they're just completely misrepresented in the U.S. media. I mean, like you said, they're just thought of as this rogue band of, like, underground terrorists who, who you know, who just kind of, Rebel like, scum. Right, right, right. <laughs> Rebel scum. nothing but, but, but rebel scum. It's, the, it's actually the perfect, perfect, you know, kind of fictional uh, counterpart because then you look at the, quote-unquote, rebel alliance, and they have, like, you know, working form of government. They have, like, you know, generals. They have senators. Like, they have scientists. They have... It's a whole ecosystem, but, you know, if you were it's, growing it's, up it's, in the empire... Exactly. It's just insane. And uh, Paul Watson, the founder of uh, the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, who has taken <clears throat> uh, ships down to ram Japanese whale poachers and you, like, violently uh, assault <laughs> their ships, uh, while still actually not actually causing any human injury... Um, he was actually a, a, a consultant for the um, uh, Captain Planet cartoon back in the early oh, 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Love that, love that cartoon. And yeah. he, it was the whole cartoon was like, they're going to take direct action to, you know, attack polluters. You know, it was like, fucking Captain Planet, motherfucker. But he had, he had like, <laughs> plot lines that he proposed that were, like, way more radical than, <laughs> than what's on the show. <laughs> right. And the executives are like, oh, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that because people might start watching the show and start doing that themselves. And he's like, they should. That's, that's <laughs> my whole fucking organization, Sea Shepherd, is doing this shit, right? And he, he got fed up with it and, and, and quit as a consultant. He said, like, look, why would you, you know, the whole, the whole you know, it's like Star Wars. Like, you, you, the most lucrative uh, film franchise in history is about you know, using violent tactics against an empire. Like, why would you support these things in fantasy if you don't support them in reality? Right. Right. And, and you know, just quick sidebar on the Captain Planet thing. I, I really think that, you know, and people talk about, obviously, just in general, kind of capitalism has radicalized my generation, you know, kind of millennials and, and younger, our generation. But I think there's also a lot to be said for the fact that the 90s was very Wild West when it came to children's entertainment and you look at a show like captain planet which had a radical well somewhat radical environmental message and you look at a show like dinosaurs which was this abc sitcom with like big stuff you know animatronic dinosaurs but like living like the middle class suburban life and that show is just blatantly marxist like you you can actually go back and watch that show on disney plus sure and it's fucking hilarious but it's i also watch it and i'm like I can't believe that, like, some right-wing nut job, like, because it was on ABC. It's not like it's just fucking tucked away, like, didn't have this show taken off the air because it's just, it's, it, it covers, like, just, you know, so many topics about workers' rights and about socialism and about the environment and climate change, like, in the early 90s, like, 91, 92. And I really think a lot of shit like that because there was a lot more, you know, at the advent of, like, the expansion of cable where there started to be a lot more networks and a lot more need for content there couldn't be as much policing of like messaging behind shows like that and i think a lot of shit snuck through the cracks and which you just don't see today because it's just all homogenized crap made by the same three companies but sure. well i mean you could argue simpsons was 
no Simpsons too, of course. Fairly, fairly Marxist. And, no, for sure, for sure. You know, it's just, e- even even when you know Lisa Simpson, who is just you know blatantly uh, you know Marxist feminist, even when they present it as like you know she's so off the charts that it's a joke, right? It's still presented as being the moral center. Like this right. is this is what society's views should be, right? Um, even even in, you know people have been saying it's the, the show is trash for the last ten years, but I, I watched an episode from just last year, and they like basically try like start taking kids from the public school, uh, and and like pushing them into detention to force them to do like uh like basically child labor, <laughs> right? Like because they're they're like lampooning uh. You know, privatization of schools and prison, you know, private prisons churning out uh, cheap products at, uh, for no money. Right. And immediately, Lisa calls for a strike, <laughs> and everyone goes along with it. And they're like, "Wait a minute, they can't do that." Right. They right. can't strike if we don't pay them. <laughs> We've actually now, I think, come full circle to where that stuff is like. There's a place for that sort of stuff on mainstream television, where where like I think in the, you know, it, it was really big in the '90s when no one was paying attention, and then it really got like the late '90s to the, you know, early '10s were just real fucking dire for any kind of like good, you know, especially children's program or adolescent program. It was just real fucking mindless garbage, and I, I almost wonder now if we're kind of seeing the pendulum swing just because public opinion on things like socialism have swung so much uh and you know in the last 10 years or so but um we should we should get into the actual topic of the show though because i do want to mention um the uh you know we talked about the fake ceasefire and obviously you know they're not they're not as openly you know bombarding gaza as they were but they're not nothing they're back to business as usual where they were just terrifying palestinians and you know indiscriminately killing them or beating them or, you know, just uh, hurt, harassing them, stealing their houses. It's the, the same shit that's been going on um, ad nauseum. And it, it, there, there's a real concerted effort because I think, you know, we talked about last week how uh, terrified the Israel lobby was of the way that American sentiment was really starting to turn on Israel. And and, and people, you know, because of how how ubiquitous social media is now compared to you know even 2014 the last time they 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 bombarded gaza significantly at least um it 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 really seemed like they were losing their grip on the narrative so the the real like overdrive of like propaganda really kicked in um and you know the adl who everyone looks to for 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 this uh this sort of narrative anti-defamation right the anti-defamation league even though and they've i've most people know they've been extremely problematic for years right but really going over the top uh lately and you you have a whole thread Uh, yeah that you wanted to jump into yeah well i mean and you know you you hear casually all the time on the news lately that and just in various circles like that anti-semitism is on the rise and you know, never really cites anything. It's just, just, just to generalize. Oh well, anti-Semitic attacks. And this is why the rhetoric of the left is is out of control and it's causing hatred. And and you know, and we'll play a clip about Bernie being asked about that in a few minutes. But um, I, I want to read some of the the items out of this ADL tracker, which, by the way, is an anonymous uh, just reporting uh, tool where you can report an anti-Semitic attack quote-unquote or anti-semitic occurrence right and that's what the entire media narrative of anti-semitic uh 
attacks are on the rise comes from is the ADL and this ADL tracker to be specific. So uh, this uh, person on Twitter uh, at cat content only, uh, she went through the uh, ADL tracker, which is all you know publicly posted. You can view all the complaints and, and just highlighted a huge string of them um, just to give you an idea of, of what the ADL is deeming as anti-Semitic attacks being on the rise. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of tweets from her here. Uh, I'm looking through this ADL tracker, uh, the main source of the claim that anti-Semitic incidents have been on the rise, conveniently since Israel's brutal assault on Gaza, and most of them are just stuff like this. Um, And this is, I'll just read a couple of uh, examples here. May 23rd, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, At an anti-Israel protest in Birmingham, a demonstrator held a sign that read, quote, Zionism equals racism. (laughs) Source ADL identified. Um, May so 20- just just yeah, the yeah. framing real quick there, an anti-Israel rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no such thing as an anti-Israel rally in the United States unless Nazis put it on, right? <laughs> what they're referring to is a rally in support of Palestinian human rights. Right. So right there, there's your fucking bias, that a, a rally for the human rights of Palestinians is considered in itself to be anti-Semitic. Right, and that's their framing because the only thing that's in quotes is the is the uh, sign at the end. So every you know, and none of this is the exact you know. Th- it's all ADL just completely frames this in a way to be as inflammatory as possible. Um, but here, I'll read through some more. So May twenty second, Norfolk, Virginia, at an anti Israel protest in Norfolk, a demonstratory sign held uh, a, demonst- a demonstratory held a sign that read, "Quote Zionism is racism." Source ADL identified. May 22nd, 2021, Flint, Michigan, at an anti-Israel protest, a demonstrator held a sign demonizing Zionists that read, in part, quote, being pro-Zionist makes you pro-genocide and (laughs) pro-apartheid. Source, ADL identified. Uh, May 22nd, again, Kansas City, Missouri, during an anti-Israel rally. Jeez, there were a lot of anti-Israel rallies on May 22nd. Um, In Kansas, in Kansas City, uh... A protester held a sign that read, quote, Zionism is racism, abolish Israel, uh, quote, end quote. Uh, Such rhetoric both demonizes Zionism and implies support for ending Israel's existence as a sovereign country, ATL identified. Uh, And uh, two more. May 22nd, San Francisco. During an anti-Israel rally in San Francisco, protesters chant, quote, rise up, don't back down, no Zionism in our town, end quote. This is a ta- this is tantamount to a call for Zionists to be excluded from the community. I, I also want to add there that rhyming also anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, and then one final one from May twenty, and there's there's a hundreds of these, and this is the exact this is the only justification for anti-Semitic attacks being on the rise. Uh, May twenty first, Princeton, New Jersey, during an anti-Israel rally in Princeton, a demonstrator held a sign that read, "Quote Zionism equals Nazism." Um, so and there's one one other uh, that you actually sent me also, and it's also listed in this thread um, that someone else pulled uh, out just uh, from uh, at left left apply on Twitter. Uh, this is one of this is on ADL's list of anti-Semitic incidents. I was at this protest, and what actually happened was that the couple showed up, and the man tried to hit people with a flagpole while his wife filmed. He got detained by police and was later arrested. And what the ADL uh, frame that as was Westlake, Ohio. A Jewish couple at a counter protest of an anti Israel rally were assaulted by anti Israel protesters uh, uh, that said that uh, they said that the protesters also burned his yarmulke. 
So, you know, just total fucking fiction and total yeah. lack of context for, for the fact that this guy was showing up like a maniac trying to assault people with a flagpole. Well, it, but this is, this is, you know, how this kind of list of, uh, you know, help me, I'm the victim when I showed up to harass people right. <laughs> uh, is how you have AOC uh, trying to qualify all of her statements by saying, you know, uh, well, I'm I'm supporting Palestine, but yes, I also agree that anti-Semitic attacks are on the rise. You know, so they're they're parroting bullshit without any factual right. basis for this kind of stuff. This is like I could just make up anything I want and submit it, right? <laughs> right. Without I can just and none hit. of those things are anti-Semitic. Like that's the funny thing is like even if you want to say those things all really happen, like literally none of those things are anti-Semitic. And none and of those things like, are ever being vetted or investigated. It's just oh, we got another one. You know, like it, that'd be like if the police put out a, a request for. Uh, you know, uh, information or tips to solve a homicide. And, you know, if it's a a hot-button, highly reported case, they always get way more people calling, like crank fucking calls of people just, like, trying to report their neighbor because they don't like their neighbor. Right. Right? And they were like, we have over 5,000 suspects (laughs) in this murder case. We, You know, look how good we're doing. No, the the police would be like, "Uh, we got bombarded with fucking fake bullshit. Right. That's why they don't do that very often because they have to investigate 5,000 fucking tips that are probably bullshit, right? Right. And when, so, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. But, like, the ADL is just like, oh, yes, more. Give me, give us more. <laughs> give us more. Give us as many as we can. Right. And, and and then on top of that, then you've got uh, Mark Ruffalo, who's usually good on everything. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Fucking Ruffalo, Ruffalo, whatever the fuck. The Hulk. He's the fucking Hulk. Uh, it comes out and uh, so told... Tail between his legs, boot licking, tweets out the other night. I have reflected and wanted to apologize for posts during the recent Israeli Hamas fighting. Again, not Palestine. No. Hamas. Not Palestinians, uh, even. Yeah. Yeah. I want to apologize uh, for suggesting that Israel's committing genocide. Again, in quotes. <laughs> uh, it's not accurate, it's inflammatory disrespectful, and is being used to justify anti-Semitism here and abroad. Now is the time to avoid hyperbole. Hyperbole! This, this, uh, I just fucking can't. And this, again, you're seeing this in a mass, you know, there's there's some letter that, like, 200, like, celebrities fucking signed dickheads like John Legend and um, people like that. Fucking Sasha Baron Cohen, who's terrible on this issue, um, for whatever reason, even though he can't can, imagine why he can. Well, and but the thing is, it's, he can make a whole show about how fucking psychotic right wingers are, and then he supports the most radical right wing fucking lunatic government uh, in the Middle East, you know, in, in fucking Israel. Um, but and he wrote a song called "Throw the Jew Down the Well." Right, I mean, right. Gotta, <laughs> we're really gonna watch out for the rise of anti-Semitism. Uh, by, but, <laughs> says the guy who wrote the song "Throw the Jew Down the Well." And, and the thing is, like you know, when he when he did that, when he went to that rodeo and sung that song, right. like people didn't, they weren't comfortable with it. They finally no. just went along with it because, like, he just kept doing it long enough. <laughs> like at a plate, you know. And it's it's like the, there's no there's nothing inherently anti-Jew about. Any anyone's ideology, it, uh, you know, you got to go back really, really far. Again, right outside, like the Nazi Germany, you know, right in the eighteen seventies, to really see the roots of anti-Semitism. As we talked about, uh, the, they're the ones that came up with the whole idea of only mm. Jews being Semitic. When right, Semitic actually mean is, you know, it's about three hundred million people. <laughs> right, it was a way to otherize the Jews and, and you know, right. and, and, as Semites rather than just saying that. 
uh, Arabs are Semites, and you know, every, basically everyone from the Middle East is a Semite, uh, is Semitic. Uh, and but but you know what the fucking thing that's making me nuts about this is that I'm seeing a lot of people, uh, even people we're friends with on you know on Twitter and shit like that that are on the left that'll that'll fucking pay lip service to this totally made up fucking narrative. And they're like, well, I don't want to see any anti-Semitism in leftist spaces and blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. You're fucking carrying water for people that are just making up bullshit. And you're then validating that by acknowledging it from the left and acting like it's a real thing instead of just a made up, totally fucking fake narrative to justify the fucking continued apartheid of the fucking Palestinians. I mean, there's, Something to be said for not allowing uh, things that are explicitly anti-Jewish. No, of course. I don't want to dabble in that. I will say that I have seen a couple of things. Uh, One of the rallies I went to that I did see, out of 25,000 people, I saw one guy there with a sign that said, Hitler didn't finish the job. Right, and that guy's a Nazi. Like that guy's not a leftist, <laughs> you know. Like that. Uh, I mean, he was Arab, but okay, you know. I that that was clearly one out of twenty five thousand people. Uh, I, I don't think there's a, a systemic problem there. No, no, right? right. And he was young. He's really fucking young. He was part of like the rowdy crowd that was you know burning a flag and everything. But you know, again, burning a flag also uh, not anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish. That is the political symbol of a nation. Or at least uh, something like seller colonial uh, enterprise parading as a nation, right? Corp- but, but the problem, the <laughs> American pro- the corporate, big, uh, yeah. the big problem with Mark uh, Ruffalo, the Hulk, um, saying that uh, you know calling what Israel is doing genocide is hyperbolic is that he's completely wrong, and the UN has reiterated this over and over and over, right. affirmed that it. he's fucking wrong, and the fact that like he. He knows that he's wrong, but he has to put this fucking tweet out because he got a call from Disney saying, you need to not say those things because you're part of our family. We own you. We own everything that you say and do. So this is the tweet you're going to say. Right. And he has to put it out there. Right. But according to the United Nations Office of Genocide Prevention, uh, the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, Article 2, states... In the present convention, genocide means any, any, not, not one of these, but any of these of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such. A, killing members of the group. B, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. C, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. D, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Or E, forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. I mean, Israel's only done like five or six of those, to be fair. I I mean, they literally, Israel calculated (laughs) how many calories... How many calories of food could they cut down for the people in, in, in Gaza before mass starvation would take effect? Yeah, no, that's if, totally something you do when you're when you're trying to, to to come to an agreement to join a to, to, to create two states with with your neighbors. That's what you do is try to start try to keep them on the on the brink of starvation. That's that's really what shows that you're a good faith fucking negotiator. Why doesn't Hamas want peace? I don't understand. <laughs> What's wrong with Unbelievable. them? They're terrorists. I, I, yeah. I want to play audio here from Bernie because uh, he's one of the people on the left who is really fucking facilitating this bullshit narrative. Um, and he's always been really bad. 
uh, on on Palestine and Israel. Uh, he's been better than most, which is not saying much at all because he's fucking really bad and not acceptable. His his position, you know, long held on 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 Palestinians. He's now he often he I think he almost is embarrassed because he is unwilling to call for BDS and he still will will oppose something like BDS, but he does understand that what Israel is doing is wrong, but he just is not willing to support the actual solutions to it for whatever reason, you know, for whatever his motives are. Um, he just, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a personal glitch, right? Yeah. Like when you have family killed the Holocaust, like, per, like you, there's a, there's a block there. So uh, yeah, I, like, I, I, I don't Norman fault Finkel's, him yeah, know, on a personal but, level. Right. Yeah. I, I know that Norman, uh, that, that, Norman Finkelstein, yeah, just for people that don't know who he is, he he's a an author, uh, you know, lecturer, and his whole family was mother, father, you know, both grandpa, like we're all killed yeah. in the Holocaust, and he is vehemently pro Palestine, and and you know, constantly speaks out and and you know, gets into fights with people, like you know, <laughs> verbal fights with people on college campuses because he goes oh, yeah. and speaks. There's that that great clip that, of oh, him great. just singing it from the rafters. But it's you know I mean it's it's different for Bernie he's a politician no, he's I, got I, you know, you know these, it, he's got a glitch like I said it's not right, right. it's not excusable right but it's a it's a it is a personal flaw right I don't I think, think he's malicious it's a political just, flaw right I agree it's it's he's not making a calculation here he's got a block in his head that prevents right. him from seeing a rational outcome he right. still has this fantasy. That you know, yes, one side is more at fault, but peace can only come right. through. You know, like I tweeted this out last last week. You know, the the Confederacy also proposed a two state solution <laughs> to uphold white supremacy. Right, right, right. That would have been uh, that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, no, I no, I agree. I, I think I think that's it's definitely. I don't think he's you know malicious about. it. I don't think he's lying when he says these things. I just think it's it's something that it's a character flaw. Like I, I think that I I would like to think if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't feel the same way. But you know who knows. But I want to play the audio because yeah. he was asked about. Which I, it. Yeah, I actually I haven't heard the audio yet. I mean, I know what he said, but I want right, to hear right, right. how he says it and and right analyze and, and, it a and I think that yeah okay. Well, I'll play it and then we'll we'll talk about it. Apartheid to describe Israel's treatment of the Palestinians, a number of them liberals in the House um, who use that language. The executive director of the American Jewish Congress, who handled Jewish outreach for your campaign, has said um, that that word, Joel Rubin, has said that using that word has increased the level of vitriol that has contributed to this anti-Semitism. Do you think those who, who share your view should not use that kind of language? Well, I think we should tone down the rhetoric. I think our goal is very simple. It is to understand that what's going on in Gaza today is unsustainable. When you have 70% of the young people unemployed, when people cannot leave the community, when hospitals and wastewater plants have been destroyed, that is unsustainable. And the job of the United States is to bring people together. And that is what we have got to try to do. You know, so just it's not that he said anything he said was was like offensive. It's just like you're not saying anything. Like what are you're not he, saying anything. Yeah, he pivots though. Right. He, he said, "Well, when when hospitals and wastewater plants have been destroyed, oh, I wonder who destroyed them." <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Is it Hamas? Is it Israel? We'll never if only know. We knew how. You know, like uh, wait. So wait one one side in the conflict is targeting 
the other's hospitals and drinking water Right, critical infrastructure, which is like one of the biggest because war crimes you can Because I'm pretty sure, commit. according to the UN, that would uh, be... That would uh, constitute deliberately inflicting on a group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, which would be genocide. Oh, weird. Weird. Weird that, weird that that's, that's actually we the d- definition We need to tone genocide. down the rhetoric a little bit here. Right, and, and he burning. and he's not even willing to say apartheid because I right like we said I mean that, that what they're doing is just genocide you know apartheid's really a a tame descriptor for what they're doing apartheid is is a uh, lot less yeah uh, again targeting hospitals in drinking water that's also D imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group right 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 exactly and you know I just it, you know like uh, the, there's no hospitals there's no drinking water probably not good time to have a baby. Right, so it's 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 you know the cowboys going west and killing all the buffalo and leaving them there to rot. Not because they didn't like buffalo; they didn't clearly didn't need the meat. They wanted to raise cattle instead. They just wanted to to wipe out the food source of the indigenous tribes in the plains. Right, and they knew if they kill all the buffalo, the Indians would die off. Right, for the crime of living in a place that that they'd lived in forever. (laughs) Can't call that genocide, though, according to Bernie Sanders. That's too inflammatory of a rhetoric. Right, so just remember that next time you hear someone, including people on the left, you people that you consider allies, saying things like, "Oh, we, we everyone needs to tone down the rhetoric," and you know, no, and, and just propping up this, this, this. Look, you can literally find somebody online or at a or at a big rally like that or at any big gathering saying anything. Like you could literally find out of a hat an anecdotal uh, instance of anything. It does not mean it's endemic. It does not mean it's on the rise. And do some fucking research before you parrot that bullshit and thereby validate that false claim, which is being used to silence criticism of the genocidal government of fucking Israel. Like that's that's what you're doing by by parroting right. that. So it's, just it's, be aware of that. Fucking people that say that January sixth was worse than nine eleven. Oh God. Well, what? you know, AOC's the in therapy fuck? now about 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 January sixth. So. I, I don't. I don't fault her because that's that's a personal thing. Again, no, I'm, I'm not. Say, I'm not she she criticizing therapy in general. That, right, right. I'm just you know. Um, right. It's just fucking. But yeah, I mean, it's. I tweeted this yesterday. It's it's sadly hilarious to w- watch Mark Ruffalo and Chris Pratt and the rest of the Marvel neo-lib actors <clears throat> fail to realize that Wakanda is Palestine and Thanos is Israel. Like again, right. you 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 were in a fucking movie that describes. You know the the imbalance of power and people, you know, using violence to fight against an imperial it, it, force, one of the oldest, trying to right. wipe people out, trying to erase half of the entire population, and you fought against them and killed them, right? But oh no, Hamas—they're bad. It, it's in the primordial like soup of storytelling is is that struggle, and people still just don't recognize it when it applies to. Things that are uncomfortable for them, like that's right. that, it, it's just unbelievable how people can. And have that's blind why spots. the CIA has a fucking Twitter account, right? So that you fall for it, so that you side with the oppressor every fucking time in real life, and then they go and fund movies like, you know, like fucking Black Panther, <laughs> where the CIA <laughs> is literally in the movie. As the good guy. And the bad guy is totally fucking right in that movie. Like, you know. But they make him do one sort of evil thing to make it seem like, you know, that he's, you know. Right. Oh, he poisoned a lady in a museum who was fucking stole, stole a bunch, bunch of, of like indigenous right. artwork, right? 
Um, he, he roofied her coffee, so he's the bad guy. Right. That's again same thing with uh, Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier. They had like they had the um, they were like Antifa, right? Like the 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 people. Yeah, that were yeah. They were kids. they were like, hey, we want to. They were called the Flag Smashers. They wanted a world without borders, and they were stealing vaccines to get them to people that they were being withheld from. Man, uh, what and, villains! And right. And, but then they had them, like, blow up a building with innocent people in it for no fucking reason just right. to make them the bad guy. And it's like, God fucking damn it. Like, right. stop doing that. Stop stop making the villain empathetic, but then do something completely out of character just to justify the imperialist, you know, new black Captain America kicking their asses and then siding with the fucking imperial state. Uh, that hates him. It's it's CIA 101. Like this is their this is the shit they do, and it's fucking lazy, and it's so easy to see through. But honestly, for people that are like not in tune to stuff like that, it just kind of floats over them because that's the propaganda that they've kind of been, you know, given in some form or another their entire lives. Like, you know that that's just the way that that that's. The CIA, you know, when they when they work with comp- work with film studios, quote unquote, on projects in the DOD, that's the sort of shit that they, you know, politely suggest should be put into the stories. Things like things like that, where you where you yeah, empathize. It's hilarious. Them. Well, and the, the other funniest thing is like the 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 true villain in Falcon and the, and the Winter Soldier is the CIA themselves, and they they say that, but it's like it's. They don't dwell on it. They mention it, right. and then they never show anyone uh, representing the CIA as being the villain. It's just, it's like they have to, like, they can't even not admit that they're the bad guy in, in a lot of these backplots. Right. It's just like they're so nebulous and unseen that they're never, like, the real focus. It's never like, you know, here here comes Iron Man to fucking shoot missiles at the, you know, Quantico or Virginia. Or no, no, it's the FBI. What's the, what's the, um, CIA headquarters, uh, Langley. Langley, there you go. Like it's never like <laughs> let's let's go there. Um, that that would be that would be great to you know like the next season of uh, Stranger Things. They're going full on anti communist, anti Soviet. Really dial that back. <laughs> but like it would gr- be great to see that like flip around and turn out that like the um, what uh, what's the name of the fucking town that it, it's uh, always Hawkins, taking place Hawkins. in? Yeah, it'd be great to find out that like that that monster laboratory where they're. You know, burrowing portals into other worlds it was really the CIA all the time, right? You know, and then Hooper just goes in and starts fucking just breaking the jaws of every CIA fucking stooge in there. And he's just like, I don't fucking care. I'm the sheriff. Hey, but, you know, <laughs> as, as, as yeah, we, we talked, we, we reviewed this like five, a couple of years ago. It seems like now the Stranger Things season three. And I, and I really think people, especially leftists, got a little too self-serious about, like, oh, this show's so anti-communist. Like, it's it's a fucking... Pa- like, the, 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 the Soviets of that show were, like, such a parody of of actual... So- like, it, it just... It, it felt like, you know, it was well, almost the, parodying the, the guy, 80s movies of the time. Well, the one fucking guy... Yeah, it was a parody of, of 80s Cold War right. hysteria, you know. But they they made the character so likable and memeable that he oh he dude was just, oh <laughs> was, Sir, was it Sergey or Alexi Alexi I think it was the, oh the fucking R I P that the, the that little nerd with his fucking with his glasses yeah that guy was so great. I, I don't I, I didn't I didn't ever feel like Stranger Things was like a, a no I, a, I didn't a either. serious piece of propaganda um, but you, just it's it's just it's infectious it's everywhere else right. you know I mean I I started just just because I was bored. And uh, hated myself enough. I, I threw on Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, God. And oh, holy God. fucking shit. 
talk about. I mean, I have to pretend the, that's Pedro's brother, uh, Pedro's twin brother in that movie, because I can't imagine he would have. Just, just the fact that you have, you know, a Wonder Woman with, uh, you know, a, a blatantly Israeli accent, and then like all the other Amazonian women also have to have that <laughs> right. Israeli, you know, he, Hebrew accent, is kind of weird. Um, I, I'm sure this was like, you know, a thing that she has in a writer that, you know, she wants to use her, her native accent, which, I mean, there's no problem with that no, in I mean, and of itself. Whatever, right? But then you have a character that's just like, you know, half the movie is her uh, blowing up Muslims. Right. Uh, and, and then she, you know, because there's this, this, the MacGuffin in the movie is this little crystal that grants wishes, <laughs> right? So she, she wishes oh, to bring back fucking crisp pine you know from the other movie right, where he, dies he died which it, literally the crystal can make things out of thin air but instead of doing that she puts his soul into the body of another guy to to like control right, his she, body like, steals his body right right <laughs> like, and then she has sex with him so like against his will right right like and if there's anything you know more of a, of an unintended allegory for Israel just being like, hey, you know what? Uh, that that body over there is now uh, ours, and we own it, and we control it, and we're going to fuck it. Right? Like that's just it's it's our house. It's this it's this body that we you know. And you gotta watch the the pitch meeting video for that because like you ever watch these pitch meeting videos? No, no. It's like, it's it, like a spoof it, like of like what a pitch meeting for this story would be like. Yeah. So it's this guy and he. He plays in every you know like five minute episode pitch meeting. It's he plays the producer mm-hmm. for the studio and the writer, and and so it's it's a parody pitch meeting in which uh, usually the you know the the producer only cares about money, but still has some moral issue mm-hmm. with like the the problems of the movie. But the writer is just like, but don't worry about it. It's going to make a ton of money. He's like, well, I do like money. Uh, <laughs> and, so go and watch it. It's it's yeah, really yeah, I'll funny. Yeah, I'll check that. It's a good, it's a good uh, sketch. Because they he like they he won't get off of it. He's like, wait, but don't doesn't this mean that she's basically sexually assaulting a stranger? <laughs> uh, couldn't you just have Chris Pine appear out of thin air and just be right. his own person? He's like, well, we could do that, but we're not going to. <laughs> so it's, it's, I wish she used that crystal to wish for some acting ability. That would have really been a good use of that uh, God. The crystal. <laughs> and the, the first oh, one, God. the first one. Wasn't that bad? No, it was. It was. It was enjoy. It was. It was definitely among the better DC, you know, yeah. cinematic universe movies. Yeah. which is not and, saying and much. And she had, uh, you know, a little bit of an emotional range. And in this one, she's just like, "Oh, I'm an anthropologist. I work in a museum, and my personality is completely wooden, and I don't react to anything." Uh, and really bad. Yeah, I I, really, I watched really like half of it and shut it off. The fucking mall scene at the beginning, like, you, so I I first saw it about half a year ago. Somebody clipped out the the mall kidnapping hostage scene and played it out of context and i was just like this is what the fuck parody is this of and someone's like oh no no this is actually this is a real scene from wonder woman 1984 i'm like this is god fucking awful and then you watch the whole thing and it it's just as bad but you just accept it because it's part of the movie I right, guess. and it's also cut. To, it seems like it's <laughs> cut together by the same cokehead that that edited uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, just insane fucking, just nonsensical fucking cuts, and it just it nothing makes sense, and it just it's it's. Oh, but God, this is awful. this is, yeah, yeah, and, and it's a shame because, you know, I mean, it, at least with the Marvel movies, uh, as as CIA indoctrinated as they are, they 
are effective because they spend so much time, uh, you know, making their characters relatable and making you feel things like uh, human emotion. <laughs> and there's none of that. There's none of that in this movie. Right. It's just it's devoid of. Yeah, and every character is a caricature. You know, Pedro Pascal's playing a caricature of a villain. Right. There's nothing relatable there. Um, versus, you know, when you watch him play the villain in uh, Prospect, which was a, a, a little sci-fi indie film made for about $6 million, uh, and they didn't need an alien world to be, you know, a, a, a extraterrestrial planet. They just went out and shot it in a park in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, yeah, save a ton of money. And and he he, you know, I mean, he watched Mandalorian too. Like he can play. He's got he a can, lot of emotional can, range. Like he's he's a he's. You could you could completely cover his face for <coughs> an entire fucking TV show, right? And you get more emotion out of him that's genuine. Just his than voice and from, like the way he moves his body. Like not even seeing his face. Yeah. It's, it's a, it really is amazing. But yeah, so he, yeah, it, anyway, it is a shame. But Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four fucking garbage. Right, <laughs> Don't watch right. it. Just like everything she's involved with. Um, yeah, by the way, real quick, before we get off the topic of Israel, I do want to read out this, because this was an all-timer, um, this tweet, um, and, you know, Meltdown May was pretty quiet, but I think this, this kind of made up for it at the end of the month, just, just pretty much everything that, that this person was tweeting, and for people that aren't familiar with her, Eve Bartlow on Twitter, um, is uh, a self-proclaimed Zionist. Uh, from Scotland, I believe. She's not even like from the US or from Israel, so I don't know why what she's constantly uh you know in the news, but I don't believe I don't believe you can be from Ireland or Scotland and, and not support Palestine. Like that's not a real thing. Right, right. Or she's probably really just British and you know lives there because she likes the you know vacations. <laughs> yeah. if, if you told me she was British and she was a fucking Zionist, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, British are fucking you know <laughs> they're worse than us. Oh, yeah. um, all all the racist British, the racists and the have turfs a, have a are so much in Scotland somewhere. <laughs> right, they're just so much worse than the, even the American ones. Uh, but no, she tweeted out, and she's been tweeting out bullshit all fucking you know the the, the entirety of this this saga. Um, but she tweeted out. Uh, my Jewish friend saw a sign that said free parking and panicked that it said free Palestine. The Jews are tired. <laughs> so apparently we're on the hook for her fucking psychoses that, that or not even her. Well, she says her friend. I'm sure she means herself when she says that. But it saw a sign that said free parking uh, and, and thought it said free Palestine. So that that, that is. Where is there a sign that says <laughs> that's, free parking? Right, that's the other thing. I was like, I don't know. Free where... parking doesn't have a sign. It's just. There's just there. no sign about like pay to park or no, no parking there's, sign. There's a sign when you have to pay to park. Right. Which all parking should, ha- should not be free, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, another thing that conservatives made up just to be mad at. Um, or yeah, there was this other tweet. I don't have it in front of me, but this someone was like, uh, "Raise your hand if you've ever had someone scream free Palestine at you, uh, <laughs> you after learning that you're Jewish." Right. I was like, uh, first of all, that doesn't happen, uh, and second of all, <laughs> imagine being Jewish and not vehemently agreeing if someone shouted free Palestine. At <laughs> right. You. Right. Oh God! And 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 people that make these specious claims—they're never fucking leftists. They're always fucking. You look at their profile; and they're always like Zionists. They always uh, just retweet, you know. And there, a lot of people that like will tweet shit like that are like quiet ones who won't say things like, you know, explicitly, but they'll just retweet 
articles that that you know are, are clearly written with an anti-Palestinian bent to them or things like that. But yeah, I, I did happen to catch that this week, and I thought that was uh, that was top notch. But yeah, it's just it's just people are. By the way, Eve Bartlow deleted that tweet because uh, it got so badly ratioed. Um, by people blowing, no, that didn't happen. No, 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 it didn't. No, it didn't. Um, and uh, also, she really doesn't like it when you call her Eve Fartlow in her replies, uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> which was which is what everyone has uh, been doing. Uh, very amusing. Uh, but yeah, you know, just just really, I'm it's those dirtbag leftists right. that uh, are. Uh, what um did you want to? What, but, oh yeah, I'm, I yeah, I was just gonna make a comment about. Um, uh, Bedbug Stevens. What's that guy's Brett, name? Oh yeah, Brett Stevens. Oh what? Yeah, he wrote some other fucking psycho like psycho article this week, didn't he? I have no idea. I'm just glad he's not on Twitter. Actually, I'm not. I wish he was on oh, Twitter man. so I could I, I, fucking right. harass him. But um, let me just go through my notes here. Da, 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 da. Oh, here's a great headline. I don't have any uh, thing else to add to it, but I just want to read this headline. Uh, President Biden and Anthony Fauci join forces with YouTubers to combat Gen Z vaccine hesitancy. Like, if any, if anything, we'll get <laughs> Gen Z kids to get a fucking get a vaccine. It's going to be President Biden, and Anthony Fauci, who are uh, collectively 160 years older than they are. <laughs> oh my God! So I, I just I was I just searched for Brett Stevens because I wanted to see if there was a uh, a tweet. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, an article that he wrote recently, because I do remember seeing his name. And one of Eve Bartlow's tweets popped up, because she wrote an article for Tablet Mag called The Social Media Pogrom. And apparently this is the, f- <laughs> this is the first paragraph of, her, of, of this very serious article that she wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who crafted the first tweet that simply said, quote, Eve Fartlow, but whoever it was, Potter Human, started a fire. Over the past two weeks, Twitter has been littered with the words, quote, Eve Fartlow. Every time I... T- <laughs> Every time... I can't believe this is real. Every time I tweet, this title is the response I attract, and it is pelted at me irrespective of what I write. Hundreds of trolls, some with blue ticks and some without, just started responding to me, Eve Fartlow. Some people have recently switched it to Eve Shartlow, but Eve Fartlow seems to be the one. Oh, she's, she so fucking started this herself. Oh, I know. She loves this attention. She, she really is a glutton for it. But Eve Fartlow seems to be the one that sticks. If we donated a JNF uh, tree to Israel for every time someone tweeted Eve Fartlow, there'd be no Negev left. I don't know what that means, but... Um, this this is so. I mean, this is this is just a, an epic meltdown. I really. And by the way, the article I found it that Brett Stevens wrote. Uh, opinion: Anti-Zionism isn't anti-Semitism. Someone didn't get the memo. So yeah, just. Um, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, these 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 fucking people are lunatics. I I I just you know, Twitter is not your fucking free therapist. Like we are not we are not there to fucking you know. Pr- coddle your psychoses uh please take that somewhere else and don't project onto us all of your fucking insecurities that's that's all i want to say about people like eve bartlow um but i'll tell you this yeah uh, it's it's pretty much the point where you know anti-zionism is is basically being anti-new york times columnist <laughs> right, <laughs> the, right. Fucking oh, Barry Weiss you know, and Brett. Barry Stevens Weiss. And... She was she, the New York Times wasn't genocidal enough for her, so she quit. Right, <laughs> right. Just unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, 
So I wanted to mention a couple things on Biden because, uh, I mean, we've just given up. Like, the left has just given up on fighting for anything. Um, you know, because well, the media is going to act like he's fucking, uh, you know, Eugene Debs. I mean, it, it's amazing the the coverage he gets versus the actual substance of everything he does, and it's just it, it's just beyond the point where we can even fight it. I think at I this mean, point, how how would, yeah? So, headline: Biden to mark Floyd anniversary with a discussion, not a deal. The marker Biden said to pass a major police reform bill couldn't have been clearer. He urged lawmakers directly in his address to Congress last month to, quote, get it done next month by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death, end quote. But as it became clear that no bill would arrive by Tuesday, White House officials spent last week wrestling with how Biden could mark the moment instead. The debate in the White House about how to mark the anniversary of Floyd's death is twofold. An official familiar with the discussion said some officials are concerned about doing anything that might scuttle legislative negotiations. What does that, that mean? That are still <laughs> viewed as productive. Biden is also trying to balance bringing law enforcement back into the tent oh, while appropriately remembering what put them out of the tent, Jesus the official said. fucking Christ. I, I, so... And, and I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. What what <laughs> legislative negotiations are necessary when you control the House and the Senate? Literally none. But they're, what are they're the, just what are unwilling you to do anything at all. I mean, it's who just, are you go negotiating with? He and again, he just he wants to give the police more money. That is his fucking. That is what he thinks is the solution to this problem: is to give them more fucking money and not to do qual and not to do away with qualified immunity. Those are that are that, that those are two Biden's two big fucking solutions of, of this whole fucking thing. Give them more money so they can they can they can bring in that fucking maniac who tells them that they should learn how to you know not it's, be fine with killing children. Like that's that's right. It's like, look, Hannibal Lecter, uh, we know you ate all those people, but we need you to catch Buffalo Bill. So uh, we're, we're going to bring you out of retirement and right. strap you to a fucking... By the way, I, you know, they, they did this whole fucking disgusting fucking photo op media tour with George Floyd's poor fucking family uh, who were subjected to this and, you know, tricked into doing this. And... um you know, there, there's you, the, Nancy Pelosi had a gross press oh, conference yeah. where she Pelosi was, like basically once again thanked George Floyd for dying. Right, right. While stroking his daughter's hair, which is you know also super racist to be the, the audio doesn't do justice. No, no. You gotta you gotta see the image of it. It's just it's it is so the most gross. ghastly, disgusting image. And and just the way she says everything, it's just so phony. It, it's 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 disgusting. But uh, one of George Floyd's uh, family members, George Floyd's sister, wouldn't go to Washington. And this is actually what she said. Uh, uh, Bridget Floyd, who instead held a moment of silence at a celebration of life event in downtown in a downtown uh, Minneapolis park, explained why she did not go to Washington. Quote, I was going to D.C. Uh, for Biden to sign a bill, she said. Biden has not signed that bill. Biden has broke a promise. She added a message for the president, quote, get your people in order. Um, so at least one member of the Floyd family is not fucking putting up with the bullshit that that liberals yeah, always watch her mysteriously disappear <laughs> right right she'll oh she'll never you know, be invited but, on as a media you know spokesperson for the floyd family you know that yeah you remember all the all the uh ferguson protesters who just mysteriously got murdered right in, in like lynching style Shortly murders after. like your or you know just yeah. you know sh yeah right it's or you know even more ominous how uh the the two main people who were suing kevin spacey for sexual assault, mysteriously young, got killed. Right, right. Young people, also, like shortly like. after Kevin Spacey, who uh, then put out, you know, year after year Christmas 
holiday videos, <laughs> God, those videos creepy as hell in which he talked about killing people with kindness like in character as his house of cards guy and it, like literally his accusers just got killed and then he talks about the you know bumping off his his enemies that's that's and now he's he's got a new movie He's got a new movie deal finally. He's got a new movie where he is investigating like a child predator or something. Like he's, he's like, I swear to God, that's the synopsis of the movie. He's like a who's he's directing like a Woody Allen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just the twenty the twenty tens twenty twenties equivalent of fucking OJ writing. If I did it, writing that book, like this is the same shit. Oh like those God. videos. Did you watch any of that uh, Mia Farrow documentary that they just came out? With? No, no, was it good? <laughs> Now, I mean, it's like the, the thing is, they, they, she's so biased that it's hard to believe anything she says. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the accusations are just like normal things that anyone who's neurotic w- might do. Right. But, you know, again, it, there's, there's tons of creepy stuff. There's nothing that's like, there's no smoking gun of like, oh, I, you know, walked in and he was molesting a child. <laughs> You know, right. it's just, well, he kind of was grooming his, you know, adoptive daughter Ugh, uh, to, so but like, the, you know, they got married and they've been together ever right, since. Right. So it's not, it's not like he was like a serial predator going No, no, really. no. It's still fucking but gross, he, but he, it's not necessarily illegal. Yeah. It's just fucking gross. Right. Like I wouldn't want right. right. But it's, it's so clear that like she just got pretty much abused by the entire Hollywood system. Right. Right, and and he was not good to her, you know. He right. would just like throw her into every movie because she was a hot item in Hollywood for a long time. <clears throat> but clearly, like you know, was had this wandering eye for any you know like sixteen year old girl that walked in front of him. Right, so yeah, like that's that shit's all real. It's right. just like it's it's hard to take a lot of things she says credibly when they're throwing in all these other accusations that are just like normal. Things. Right, right. Which I think, yeah, yeah. Which is just it's it's hard to describe. If you, I only watched like the first two episodes, and I was kind of like, all right, I I get, you, I, I don't get need to watch like going. another five right, episodes right, right. of of how how shitty Woody Allen is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just like, okay, Kevin Spacey uh doesn't need to come back. We there's no there's no <laughs> no <laughs> one's clamoring for another fucking no one's clamoring for cape clamoring for K-Pax too. Like nobody's like we really need Kevin Spacey oh, man, back in our was, lives. No nobody needed that first no, movie. No, no, no. Not a movie that needed did, to exist. I just yeah, nobody yeah, nobody wants that shit. Um But what one of those fucking creepy ass Christmas videos he's like, "Oh, I know you want me back someday." And it's like, "Oh my, like he clearly thinks he can get away with this. Oh yeah, no, he totally. And he does. probably will, and it'll be, it'll be a. Th- it's certainly it's it's certainly a strategy, you know. Like there's a lot of different strategies that 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 these like, uh, you know, like 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 Cuomo kind of employed the Trump strategy of dealing with sexual harassment alleg- and assault allegations, which is just ignore them and plow through them, and you'll kind of squeak by. Um, th- a lot of people who were kind of canceled with the whole Me Too thing. Have have you know just kind of gone away and you know kind of laid low, but like certainly Kevin Spacey is is, is trying something that the rest of them haven't haven't attempted yet. Uh, I, I guess we'll see how it works out for him. But you know, 
Oh I th- man, I think he's just that smug and egotistical. Oh, that for he sure. Thinks, he's like a fucking you know, prick. you could just tell. He, he's, uh, I I know you've all got a copy of American Beauty in in a box somewhere, uh, you know, <laughs> right. that you bought in two thousand, the year two thousand. Thought it was super profound in two thousand. And, you're, and like, you're just you're just you know, which also like was never a good movie even when it came out. No, it, it was it was one of those movies that I never fully understood. Like I saw it probably when it came out, and I just was like, I don't. Maybe I, I thought I was dumb and like didn't understand like cinema when, when I was just like I don't what what's good about this movie like what I don't get it like I just I didn't get it at the time but um, it, yeah it it was it was just Oscar bait and right. there was nothing else good that year the year prior nineteen ninety nine there was so many amazing films came out that year right uh, for movies see also the was, artist for movies that 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 I just didn't get at all and I think time has vindicated me. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin Spacey, go away yeah, forever. Go yourself. Want you. Um yeah, all right. Well, um did you uh, is there anything else you want to hit quick before we wrapped up? Um oh, Senate preparing to give 10 billion dollar uh bailout fund for Jeff Bezos's space firm. Oh well, you know. He needs it, so. Halfway to being a trillionaire and needs a bailout. Um this is just insane. Jeff Bezos, Bezos, whatever the bald fucking Lex Luthor. Uh, Jeff Lex Luthor, Washington Post, Amazon owner. Uh, his space flight company, Blue Origin, has lost a multi-billion dollar contract to Elon Musk's SpaceX. Oh, no. Congress is prepping the ground for Bezos uh, to win a contract anyway, according to NASA, to make one... Not, I'm sorry, to ordering NASA to make not one but two awards. So it's it's like, what are we, what are we doing? We just you need to make up a, like a new space plan so we can give it to the richest guy on Earth. It wouldn't be fair for the richest guy on Earth not to also get a participation trophy of ten billion dollars. Um, the order would uh, come through the Endless Frontier Act. Sounds like something a fucking right winger would make up. Right. Speaking of space colonialism, uh, a bill to beef up resources for science and technology research that's being debated on the Senate floor this week. An amendment was added to that legislation by Senator Maria Cantwell, Democrat of Washington, uh, to hand over $10 billion to NASA, money that would likely go to Blue Origin, a company that's headquartered in Cantwell's home state. Oh, imagine the coincidence. Weird. Uh, talk about pork spending. Cantwell's measure would rescind... Uh, I'm sorry, Cantwell's measure wouldn't rescind the grant to SpaceX, but would create an additional contract that Bezos' company would be in line to win. That's that's not how you win things. That's not, that's like literally I, no big I, contract I, is supposed to be legal. We right? still don't it's have like, health care, oh, but, but, the, but they're yeah. just creating another $10 billion out of thin air to throw at the richest fucking man in the how? universe. Never, never is it asked how they're going to pay for it. No, no. Like, where, where's that ten billion going to come from? No, that can uh, end the, homelessness. The Bezos, that fucking money, yeah. uh, or, or give us health care. Right, right. No, oh no, sorry. We got to give uh, uh, seven hundred and thirty-five million dollars to Israel so they can buy more weapons. Uh, the Bezos space company had been competing against SpaceX for a contract to put astronauts on the moon, the first such trip since 1972, but lost the bidding process with a price tag twice that of SpaceX. NASA announced the award to Elon Musk's uh, own company last month. So, it, like, literally, we declare that we ha- need a space force, and then suddenly we have all this fucking pork barrel spending, which, of course, goes to the, to the two richest guys on Earth, right. uh, to just, like, start flinging more shit into space, right, regardless of whether it's needed or not. 
like, oh, well, we got to make sure that they're they're you know. And their argument is that well, they've they've done they spent all this money lobbying and they didn't get anything in return. Like that's what being rich means. You don't. <laughs> I mean, and literally, if you wanted to do space exploration, it's not like there's some kind of like a non-military governmental entity that you could you know maybe look to that's had some experience with space travel before or anything. It's not like you could funnel money why, directly to, yeah. to to your fucking own you know why, internal. Why does there need to be a contract for? Oh, because the the company's headquartered in her fucking state right. and she's the senator. Right. Right. That's how this all works, and that's how space space force is going to work. Where we're gonna have, we're gonna, you gotta, you gotta have commerce in space. Therefore, you need a military. It's gonna be starship um, troopers, but un- but unironically, it's gonna be starship, shar- yeah. starship yeah. troopers. Easy for me to say. Um, Star shark troopers, <laughs> shark ship troopers. All right. Well, on that note, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one last thing. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this was this was in reference to uh, Bernie. Um, Oh, Bernie was going to uh, put a stop to Biden's three hundred and or what? No, seven hundred, seven hundred thirty-five million dollar weapons oh, deal yeah, to Israel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now that uh, Israel is stopping the bombing, Bernie's not going to stand in opposition to it anymore. And Sanders, according to Unaid, told uh, the press that returning to a pre-war status quo was insufficient. Uh, and he and other lawmakers were going to push for a greater debate to make sure that U.S. arms sales do not support human rights abuses. Bernie, what do you think bombs do? What do you think a bomb does? What does a bomb do? It fucking kills people. How do you use a bomb in such a way as to... It doesn't violate human rights. ...not commit human rights abuses? Right. I, 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 yeah, I have no, I have no idea. Did, I, it, what it, what the fuck are we it's talking insanity. about? It's insanity. It's insanity that he said that out loud and was like, "Yeah, this this sounds like a good statement." Yeah, and again, if you pressed him on it, he would say, "Well, if Israel uses the bomb to, you know, kill Hamas, then that's not human rights abuse because Hamas are somehow not human beings. Right. They are just guys in turbans with rocket launchers in the back of a Toyota." Right. <sighs> God. All right. Well. On that note, uh, yeah, well, that pretty much does it for us this week. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you want to support the show. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots if you want to go and, and defend the, the Confederacy. Uh, you can go you can head over to our Facebook page and do that. Um, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash move left. Merch available at tinyurl.com uh, slash moveleftpod. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, oh, sorry. I got, I got distracted by uh, Ted Bundy trending because, um, you know, can't have enough Ted Bundy content. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yep. We'll see you next week.
memories. 